All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Drive safely as you make your way home. Our 5 o'clock hour here on a uh, a uh, football Friday. We're glad you're with us. And we are joined now by Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Cowboy Network. And, and, and Kyle, it, it, last week or this, this past week actually, just another routine week in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing big going on. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's never a dull moment whenever you cover the Dallas Cowboys because it seems like, hey, Thursday night comes and goes. You, you feel pretty healthy overall. Yeah, you've got Michael Gallup that's a little banged up. But going into week two, you should have the core guys, right? Uh, yeah, not so much for the Cowboys, at least this past week. Lyle Collins drops because of a suspension. Demarcus Lawrence breaks his foot. He is out six to ten weeks. Of course, Michael Gallup is now officially put on IR after uh, he looked to be like he was walking fine after the Tampa Bay game. So, yeah, uh, the dominoes started falling, and they I, I, I don't know, Tom, I'm, I'm a little scared to say that they've stopped falling for now because I, I don't really know at this point. Lawrence had uh, six tackles, a forced fumble, really played well against, against Tampa. We were talking about it earlier. You're not replacing – demarcus lawrence you're finding people to plug in in that spot mm-hmm. and randy gregory with the COVID situation you may be without your two starting rush ins i mean this is this is this is serious stuff yeah neither one of those guys are uh, absolutely replaceable uh, at any point throughout their careers and especially when you look at the numbers from demarcus lawrence i mean lawrence is a guy that a lot of the stuff that he does does not show up in the stat sheet but then you look at the stat sheet and he's an elite pass rusher at the same time that's the thing is he does so many things well for that defense and a lot of stuff off the field as well on the sideline in the locker room he's such a leader he's so well liked amongst his teammates and and a lot of guys look up to him and and the fact that he's out for that extended period of time uh, is really such a bummer, and it really is a setback for the for the Cowboys. But then you look across, you say, hey, Randy Gregory's a guy that you feel really good about this year. He played pretty well uh, against Tampa Bay. Now he had a tougher matchup, I think, coming off the left side than Demarcus Lawrence even did with, with Tristan Wirfs at, at some point in that week one matchup. But uh, you feel good about what Randy Gregory does. And if he's unable to go on Saturday, which means he uh, he would be – still actively on the COVID-19 list, and he was not able to practice uh, in what would be tomorrow's practice would make him ineligible. You're right. You're going to have to get pressure on Justin Herbert by throwing guys like DeMarc, or excuse me, uh, like Dorrance Armstrong and Azur Kamara and Bradley and Nye out there rather than your top two guys. And most of those guys got very few snaps. Some don't have any in an NFL football game. Yeah, I mentioned Azur Kamara. He has not seen any snaps, at least in a regular season football game. Now he saw plenty of time uh, in the preseason and on hard knocks as well, as you saw him (laughs) on the HBO special. But uh, the other one is Bradley and I. I mean, this is a guy who uh, has not played a whole lot. He had 10 snaps this past week, had two defensive snaps all year last year, or I think it was six, and he had three pressures on those six snaps. But it was very limited work as a rookie out of Utah, really the most experienced guy coming off the edge that you, you have are, at least as a cowboy, is Dorrance Armstrong. You feel decent about Terrell Basham, but he's been banged up as well. He saw limited time last week in his own right, so it is a plug-and-play scenario for a lot of these edge rushers, and they're going to have to figure it out 
uh, and get around some of the, the offensive linemen for the Chargers that had a really nice week against Washington in week one. Kyle, you mentioned the the players that they're going to kind of plug and play, as you mentioned. Since this happened midweek, there, there's not much McCarthy and the coaching staff can do but that. After the uh, the game Sunday, going into the, the Monday matchup, do you see them shopping around? Because uh, obviously, as you mentioned, we, we don't know how long DeMarcus is going to be out. Yeah. Yeah, the, the surgery that he had yesterday, putting a – it was a screw or a, a – a, even know what it was a rod or anything just something in there could potentially speed up his process but even best case scenario no setbacks whatsoever it would be six to seven weeks away so i i think it's probably more like eight weeks you're probably going to see him after the thanksgiving game uh if that's my guess and that's based off of the broken foot that he had earlier in his career as well but i wouldn't be surprised if they start kicking the tires a little bit because you're you're already thin because it, not only are you missing your top two guys, but if missing one of those guys makes you uh, at least having an abundance of pass rushers to automatically being thin at pass rushers. And hopefully Randy Gregory's back next week. You don't feel too bad about your edge rusher spot at that point because he's back and ready to go. And it's only a one week absence. Uh, however, Demarcus Lawrence, like you said, you may, have to go try and get somebody, but you really would rather have Terrell Basham or Dorrance Armstrong step up and play well because, one, I don't know how much talent is out there on the open market at the moment that would be available and willing to come in for a patch job like this. And, two, that money might be better spent elsewhere if you have problems down the road. So, Kyle, I mean, and I'm going to get you to do a lot of speculating here. Is this one where <laughs> the, the, the Cowboys – knowing what they have at defensive end, realize, hey, we may want to keep the Chargers' offense off the field. So to do that, it, it, you you put the pressure on, on your offense with with maybe increasing the running game and, and trying to control the clock a little bit and, and try to help your defense out in that aspect? Yeah, I think we're going to see a significant amount of running the football more in this game. And it, not only is the fact that uh, – the Cowboys are now 0-8 whenever they give Zeke less than 12 carries uh, in, a, in a ball game, and that's a pretty good indication of how the, the game plan could dictate a win or a loss. But it, it is. It's true. It's, that's an easy solve to keep your defense fresh. And whenever you are thin on the defensive line, and it's not even just edge rusher, it's the interior as well. I mean, remember, you're missing Tristan Hill. You're missing Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. You're, those are your top two, three techniques that are at the defensive tackle spot. And now you're missing Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. I think you have to do everything you can to put your defense in a situation where they're not stretched too thin, where they're not overworked, and they're not uh, laboring a little bit deeper into this football game than they have in the past. Because if you're throwing the ball 58 times, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of possessions where that defense is going to have their hands on their hips and they're going to have to, to muster up a little extra courage and a little extra conditioning. So, so bottom line, how do you see this one going Sunday? You know, I think even with that being said, it's going to be a lot different of a game than I think the, the numbers say. The numbers say no quarterbacks in the NFL on average, or at least per game, have thrown the football more than Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. That's that. That's what the stats say. Since the beginning of last season, those two guys have thrown more pass attempts per game, each of them 40-plus 
on average than any other quarterback in the NFL. So I think the Cowboys flip the script a little bit. I think they try and get back underway. Now you have Zach Martin back on that offensive line. Sure, you're missing Lyle Collins at the right tackle spot, but I think you feel good about running the football as long as 70 is up front. I think they're going to try and get Zeke going. I think they're going to establish uh, Pollard a little bit, both out of the backfield as a receiver and as a runner. And I think they try and keep it on the ball or keep it on the ground more and run that clock as much as possible to take one, the the ball and the the pressure out of Dak Prescott's hands as much as possible after throwing 58 times a week ago, but more so to keep that defense off the field and at least limit the opportunities that Justin Herbert has a really talented second year quarterback to make you pay. So if if the Cowboys will drop the game and start 0-2, do we all start pressing on that panic button? No, I don't think so. And, and the reason why is because it's a favorable, favorable schedule coming up on the other side. I mean, of course, you have uh, the, the Eagles next week in Monday Night Football. If you drop that game, maybe you can start inching toward that panic button. But you don't play – a playoff team from 2020 all the way up until the Chiefs game in week 11. So you have some time to right the ship against competition that you should beat. I think the Cowboys will go get a win this week, at least in my opinion, despite some of the the challenges that have been thrown their way. But I really do think that if you're going to start talking about must wins, it'll come a little bit later on in the season, If even if the Cowboys drop to 0-2. All right. Uh, and for you tomorrow – You've got a, a cool assignment. You're working the Tarleton State game against South Utah on uh, ESPN, right? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. ESPN Plus, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night. It'll be me and, and Richard Bartell, the, the former Tarleton quarterback and, and Dallas Cowboys quarterback as well. Uh, he'll be on the call as well, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's from Choctaw Stadium, which is, of course, the, the old Globe Life Park. So it's the Rangers' old ballpark that – Everyone grew up going to, or at least those around me grew up going to at that point, uh, watching baseball. Now it's a football venue, and so it'll be be some fun. I hope, uh, hope Central Texas tunes in. Hey, have a great call t- uh, tomorrow, and uh, we look forward to, to checking that out and wish you the very best on that broadcast, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Th- thanks again, guys. Talk to you talk- soon. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeoman from the Dallas Cowboys Network.